you want to continue to do after this morning. We just could have sat there in that atmosphere for a very, very, very long time. Amen. It was just uh, just the heart of a of a believer is to be constantly in his presence to worship him. And that's just been something on my heart even over the last few days. Singing the song, Magnify the Lord with Me. And Brother Tom quoted this psalm this morning. I don't know how many of you were singing the song in your minds as he was reading it. But I sure was, and so was my family on my bench because we've played that song much. And we just enjoy it so much. Come, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. And that's what we're here to do tonight. Magnify his name. Amen? Amen. Let's just have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, that's why we've gathered again tonight, Lord, just to come and fellowship once more with you, Lord. Lord, it'd be all in vain if you weren't present, Lord, tonight. Lord, your prophet said, Lord, just if we could just come closer to you. Lord, that would just, all that matters if we can just come a little closer to you tonight, Lord. Lord, what is, you, you alone can break the words of life, Lord. We can read the words on a page and something that, Lord, we call the Bible, Lord, but you can reveal it and you can bring it and make it life, Lord, to your people tonight. Lord, because if it's just words on a page, it's nothing. But Lord, if the giver and the author of these words, Lord, can create, Lord, a revelation in our hearts, Lord, of what you're saying, what you're speaking to us, Lord, then changes and it can, Lord, bring us, Lord, closer and just that much more near to you, Lord, we pray tonight. Commit the service and all that will happen in Jesus Christ's name to you. Amen. Amen. Well, let's turn to John 10. This is the last Sunday and night service through the summer. I might just say, just while you're turning there to your scripture, I was in Israel many years ago, and we were there on Shabbat. And Shabbat is Saturday, and I was talked to the office about this a little bit. On Saturday for the, the Jews, it's a day of rest for them. They call it Shabbat, and they just, you know what they do? They do nothing. They're not even allowed to touch the button on the elevator. It goes automatically for them, so they don't have to do these things. And this is, you know, their their idea of rest. But it so struck me that this many years later, that on that day, it was just them and their family. And we'd see just groups of, of families just spending time together, communing and strengthening relationships and, and, and being a family unit. And that's what they did on their Shabbat. And so if you're going to do something on a Sunday... In the evenings where you have no service, spend your time together, fellowship together, strengthen the bonds within the family, the natural and spiritual family. I'd encourage you to do that on Sundays through the, through the uh, summertime. Amen. All right, John 10, and we'll start at verse, uh, four, let's see, we'll start at 20. And many of them said... He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? I was struck. Why hear ye him? And here they were talking to the king of kings. And they're calling him a devil and mad. Why hear ye him? Why do we need to listen to him? And here they're speaking to Christ himself. Incredible. Others said, these are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And this morning we heard about a blind man. And tonight, we're going to speak about a deaf man. Okay, so we're getting a few senses today, all right? (laughs) These are not, can the devil open the eyes of the blind? As it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. And then the Jews came around about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? They're asking, here Jesus is, and they're saying, How long are you making us to doubt? Couldn't be further from the truth. If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus said, I have told you, and ye believe not the works that I do in my Father's name. They bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. I'm just going to, I want to speak a little bit on hearing his voice. And my sheep hear my voice. And we'll just fellowship a little bit tonight. Then we have a baptismal. And, and uh, Sunday's a big day, so we'll just fellowship a little bit. 
I better, Jeff. I'm going to watch you tonight. <laughs> and uh, the the hearing is perhaps, and it, it, if you've ever been asked, well, my, my kids have asked me, you know, Dad, what sense would you not want? Uh, you know, well, I, I, you know, I could probably do away with touch or maybe taste, but you know, what are the most precious senses? And, and everybody has their thoughts. But if you look, look it up a little bit, they say that hearing is perhaps one of the most precious of our senses. And I, I'm sure there'd be some that would, sight and hearing would probably be the top two. But the ear is an incredible sense that we have. And, and we just kind of take it probably for, for much granted, like we do many of our senses. Um, but the ear and what God gave us in the ear is is fairly incredible. And just so we'll just break down the ear a little bit, a little mini science lesson here at the beginning of just what the ear is. So we have our outer ear and the ear is built so that it channels sound from behind, from above, from below, from in front. And the ear is actually made and it's actually just as custom as your fingerprint. Your ear is just as unique as your fingerprints. And it's made so that it can channel the sound so you can detect from which direction sound is coming from. And so it takes the sound of my voice right now, which you're hearing, and it gets channeled into your ear, and there's then kind of the, the middle ear area, which has some functionality, and it has three teeny little bones, and they vibrate uh, when the sound comes in, and it vibrates on your what's your cochlea that takes those vibrations of sound in your ear, and then into that little cochlea, through that little bouncing of these bones, it starts shaking some little, these little hair-like fibers or so little hairs in your in what's called the cochlea and that starts moving depending on the intensity of the sound and there's different lengths of these little hair like uh pieces in your ear and they start waving and they start sending electrical impulses to the brain and the brain then translates that into what it is so it's actually your brain that hears not your ear Okay, so your brain is actually hearing. And so that's, that's your ear. It's, it's your ear. Helen Keller, who was blind, deaf, and mute, she said, blindness cuts us off from things, but deafness cuts us off from people. Because it creates such an isolation when you can't hear. You know, things around you, the subtle nuances of your environment are unheard. And so you become just kind of an isolated island to yourself, because you're in your own little world and hear nothing. You can't communicate. You, you can't hear any, so you can't you can't communicate. Which with people, imagine if you couldn't understand what they're saying, and in the subtle, especially in a noisy environment, they're trying to detect what it is. So it cuts you off from people, and therefore it creates a lot of issues for somebody. It creates a lot of mental issues and anxiety, and and uh, relationships become very difficult. And and so it's a very uh, it has such vast impacts. Hearing, not being able to hear. Thank you for the smaller cup, brothers. You know, seeing, you can always, if you don't like what you're seeing, you can close your eyes. You have the ability to close your eyes. But if you don't like my voice right now, you have no way of naturally closing off your ears other than putting your fingers in them. But as far as a natural ability there, you can't do that. And the sound actually... Sound actually penetrates the human body, as I just mentioned, right? Those sound waves actually go right into your ears, and they start to uh, vibrate that tympanic membrane or your eardrum, which then moves to the bones, which then moves into the into the inner part. And so it's there's actual an, an intimate part there where actually my voice is actually touching you in hearing. Isn't that incredible? The ear. That is why, and I'll just touch on this, because of the power of hearing, music has such an incredible way to touch us, right? Because even science finds that music stimulates more parts of the brain than any other human function. So by music, it comes into the ear, and it just relaxes you in a a way and opens you up to a lot of other things. A, more specifically, the spirit that's behind that music or behind that. And that's why music is such a, a powerful tool of, of Satan because he knows the power of it through the ear that he can then open, opens you up to so much more. And you can hear a song and it can bring you back to 
in a specific moment, a certain environment, the feelings of that time you were in, the thoughts you were thinking during that time, everything about that can be brought back just by hearing a song, which is incredible. It's an incredible sense there. They also found that a fetus, while in pregnancy, they did a test to see, does the fetus actually hear while they're in the womb? And so they did some different tests, and they found that when music was played, the fetal heart rate became elevated. Every time the music was played, they, they, the, the fetus was sensing a change, and they went into different, different aspects, and they, and, they, and they were able to come to a conclusion that the, the fetus was aware that something happened, some, something, there's, there's something there. And so they could sense the music even in the womb. It's very incredible, the ear. We enjoyed it on Friday night, the benefits of the ear. Amen? Another Tom mentioned it this morning. And hearing all the sounds and the atmosphere and even in worship and to be able to, to hear these things. And that's why it's incredibly blessed to be able to hear. I'm going to do something a little unorthodox um, and I have a little video clip. Um, and I pray the intent of it comes across and then we'll we'll go forward with the service. But it's just a couple minutes long and we'll pray. Uh, we'll just play that. Go ahead. What about Lynn's voice? Can you hear mine? Keep going. Oh, do you want me to talk some more? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what does it sound like? What does it sound like that you can hear now? It sounds, it sounds deep. It oh, sounds wow. very deep. Yeah. <laughs> Just how it's so different from all your voices. And it just feels this little bit of sound breaking through. Good. It's so awesome. Good girl. Yeah. Michael, talk to her. Hello? Danielle, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, that's I'm going to so come cool. down from five, and you just let me know if everything sounds normal, okay? Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. You sound good, honey? Yeah. And it's going to be on in three, two, one, go. Hi, buddy. Hi, Let's have Alanya say hi, okay? Everything's going to sound a little strange, all right? So let's have Alanya say hi. Hi, Berhana. Oh, no. We're so happy for you. It's going to take some time to turn it up a little bit more. All right. How does it sound now? Good. Is it sounding better? Can you hear my voice now? <laughs> yeah. What about mom's voice? Can you hear my voice? Yes. Can you hear me? Can you hear your voice? 
Hearing for the first time. I've I've watched it many times, and it's hard to watch that without breaking down a little bit because it's such a touching moment when someone is actually heard for the very first time. I want you now just to hold that naturally, and let's just swing that over on the spiritual side. How much more incredible it is when someone can hear spiritually for the very first time. Amen? Let's just hold that thought as we go through the service. Because here, science has gone through so much to try and implant and put different instruments in the inside the skull and connect different things to conduct the, the electricity through the brain. Man has gone through much work and cost. One on there cost $30,000 for one ear. But they felt family members helped and pitched into certain things to do that because it was so important to them. Just for the natural hearing. All the labors, just now imagine, just for the 10,000 world value of a soul that goes in so that someone can start to spiritually hear God coming through. Can, can you hear? Can, uh-huh, uh-huh. Again, again. I, I can hear. And the elation in the person's face of actually hearing sound. You know, it's actually just fuzzy for the first time. As it starts, it takes time to hear. So don't, don't be, sometimes it takes a little time for somebody to start hearing God's voice because it's kind of way out there maybe and it's trying to penetrate through everything. Amen. The power of hearing. Hold that nugget as we go through. If you just get anything, that's the nugget right there. Amen. The value. But Satan realizes what he must do. He sees the, what value there is, what value God places on trying to Trying to get a soul, one of his children, one of his sons, one of his daughters, and to try and penetrate through that ear gate so they can hear his word, hear his voice. And so what he's got to do, he's got to try and stop that, right? So he's going to try and deafen you to God's voice, right? So there's ways that he's going to do this. Now, noise is being used as a weapon now. Because noise will actually, under so much noise, it'll actually confuse you. They'll use noise to just completely break the human down, just by just by sheer noise. And about 140 dB, which is a little bit louder than what I would say a jet engine standing outside a jet jet engine, uh, essentially starts damaging you physically. Um, I'm probably speaking to you at about 80 dB right now, better Darren, maybe 75 dB. So about double of what I'm saying that starts to actually physically break down your ear and and uh, hurt you. And this is what Satan's wanting to do. He's wanting to deafen you to the voice of God. Mother Branham says, today one reason that the church is in its condition is because there's so many voices, so many other voices to attract the church from the voice of God, till it's very doubtful that many would even hear the voice of God through it, though it spoke right in their midst, perhaps wouldn't even understand it because it would be foreign thing to them. They've got themselves so much centered on the voices of the day. And that's why, that's what Satan's now going to try to do. He's trying to try and bombard you, bombard us with the voices of the day, so that the voice of God is completely in the distance and unheard. Voices. Voices of this world. And with such strength in their, in their ability to distract, in their ability to hinder, to confuse, to persuade, and what are, you know, what are these voices? There's, there's lots of different voices. We got voices of, but our Tom mentioned voice of popularity this morning. In fact, I've got a, I've got like a whole page and a half that I pretty much just have to shred because Brother Tom spoke on it uh, this morning. But uh, so if we touch on a few things, uh, it's obviously the Lord wants it twice. But we have the voices of popularity. It's a big voice. It's something that is that it's not just for a younger person. Right? It can be something at work for an older person. You're just trying to fit in with people at work, with a colleague here. You're trying to get into a certain promotion or get into a certain channel. And so you're going to do whatever it takes maybe to get there. Just so I can be popular with the bosses. or And so it's a voice of popularity. So you start governing everything that you have in your life to try and channel that way. And that voice is driving you and, and, and putting in, if you're doing things that, that are not uh, in line with the word, voice of success, voice of Hollywood. Voice of politics. I mean, it's everywhere. 
everywhere you look. It's just constant. It's something on every every aspect, every feed, everything you're looking at on your on your device. It's just a voice that's there to deaden, to deaden, and to deafen you to the voice of God. So that when you're sitting in the sitting in the service like this morning, and you're trying to enter into the service, there's just so much going on in your mind. You got so much there. You've heard so much. Your your thoughts are somewhere else. It's on the job. It's on on the school. It's on the last news feed you just read. It's on your last social media post or what's it's it's all those are voices trying to push away the voice of God. Amen. The voice of condemnation. The voice of fear. Voice of confusion. These are all voices Satan's going to want is going to use to try and hinder your walk. And he just starts condemning you, maybe something you've done, and that just is a voice. And he just keeps now peppering you with thoughts of condemnation, and putting you down, fear, causing you to fear. It, it, it's real. People have a hard time going to bed. They're scared of this or they're scared of that. And they need certain things to, to try and get them to, to go to sleep just at night. It's very real. It's fear. Loneliness. Hard to imagine in the, in the world of such connectedness, but that's the paradox of it. And there's a lots of loneliness. And so then that just starts, Satan just uses that and he starts filling their mind. Well, nobody wants you. Nobody likes you and you're not needed and you're all alone and you're feeling in this little cocoon. And it's a voice that Satan's using to pull you further and further away from God. There's so many voices on the earth today, but Abraham said it's absolutely a hard thing because it deadens the voice of the supernatural. He said many intellectual voices, great voices, mighty men who are intellectual and in their intellectual conditions, it can shake the nations. So they're not just overnight people. They shake nations, bringing great organizations together, great campaigns and flowery. And a person would be a bit confused. It's enough to confuse them of how these things go on and prosper. And there's voices that raise up to do these things that causes the voice of God to be placed way back somewhere. The true voice of God. And it, and that's the truth. There's so many things, even the movements of the day, that unless it's talked about, and it's been talked on a few fronts, but Orion, these are, is in my notes, so it wasn't added in wherever you are. But unless you are actually talking about it, searching it, seeing what the word says about it, seeing what the message says about it, you are easily influenced by the voice of what's coming across by the intellectual, Oh, not overnight people, but Abraham says, that shake nations and bring great organizations together, great campaigns and flowery. I mean, these are major movements. And unless you are, unless you have the discernment of the Holy Spirit to see through that, you start gaining thoughts and your whole thoughts are now bent and you're just listening to that voice that's coming through and it's actually completely contrary to the Word of God. It's a voice that's coming through to deaden what God is trying to speak. Amen. Watch what you're listening to. Figuratively and literally. Amen. If it's contrary to the voice of God, it must be the voice of the enemy. It's very simple, right? If it's not, if it's contrary to the voice of God and you need to be checking that, it's the voice of the enemy and it's there to confuse you. Amen. That's what Brother Brenham says. It's to confuse us that we would not understand the voice of God when it spoke. Hmm. Amen. So we best be watchful, watchful that his job, Satan's job to deaden the voice of the supernatural. Brother Brenham says the voice, he says, I'm trying to get to a point here. And this is in voice of God in the last days. He says, the voice is rare. The voice of God, the voice of God is rare. Is Satan's trying to dull our senses and the voice of God, he said, is a rare thing today. It's smothered out. Incredible. The voice of God smothered out by so many different voices. So many things that dim and take away until it dulls our senses, dulls our hearing to where we do. What's that? And God is trying to even speak and you have so much that's clouded the ear, your spiritual ability to hear to where it's smothered out and it's rare in your life. The voice of God becomes rare and you're like, well, why isn't God speaking to me? What other voices have you clouded yourself around? What's been pounding your mind to where he's way in the distance, right? 
He says our senses, we ought to shake ourselves, realize that we're men and women and our creation of God, and you were put here to serve him. But Satan's voice and false prophets say, oh, be modern. Modern. No, sir. Modern fashion, modern hair, our conversations, and Satan's just driving us. No, it's to be modern and to follow just, you know, to keep up with the things of this world. That's a trap. It's a trap. If you are lining yourselves up just slightly with the things of the world, you are way off the beaten path. Amen? Way off. Or we should not be trying to be modern. That's a voice of Satan. Just be modern. Fit in. You shouldn't fit in. I hate to say it to you, but you shouldn't fit in. If we're fitting in, that means we're taking the things of this world, the love, if you have, if you love the world and the things of this world, the love of God is not even in you. So if you're trying to align yourself to the things of this world or just get kind of close to that, check what voice you're listening to. They made, they did a, a, a company, a certain company that manufactures a certain drink, um, created a certain device of focus that could focus sound. And they put the certain area in a, in a uh, store and they were able to focus sound to a very precise like a foot by foot spot. So unless if you were standing on that exact spot, you'd hear somebody speaking to you. Okay. So if you walked into the store and you stood in this spot and you stood there, you'd hear a someone saying, Hey, you really want this drink. That's, that's what they were doing. Okay. So right at this spot and this person's like, Oh, you know, they, they had a few, you know, different ones that were the reactions, of course, of different ones that stood on this perfect spot. It's very focused sound. And, uh, and of course, it was for a commercial to have people, you know, what could they do to try and market their, their product and get people to purchase it? But God does the exact same thing. He's the creator of sound. This is just the perversion of it, okay? He took, the, this actually went in and became, um, technology for the military. Called, called long range acoustic device. And uh, they use it to, for military purposes. But God's the creator of this. That's the perversion of it. And he's, he can get in the right channel to a very specific spot, very focused sound for a specific message, a specific word for a certain person at exact moment. Amen. That's focused sound. Amen. For a specific bride in this last age, he's narrowed down right to now a word for just you. Amen. Not just to purchase a drink, but to secure your eternal future. He's trying to narrow it down to you. Philip, I'm speaking to you. Amen. Focused sound. Because outside of all those other voices, there is another voice. Amen. A voice that sometimes and many times is a lot smaller, maybe still, maybe quiet, but nonetheless mighty. Scripture says, Lo, I descend out a voice and that a mighty voice. Amen. We know of Elijah through the thunder and through the earthquake and through the, through the, uh, the whirlwind and such. And it was a still small voice that God spoke through, but it was no less mighty a voice. Amen. And when that voice speaks, situations change. Amen. Amen. I think to the, I think to Jesus on the boat as he was making his way over to, 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 to Legion actually. And the wind started to howl and the storm rolled and the boat actually was sinking. Water was in the boat and they're bailing. And they go to the back of the boat and say, Lord, would you that we perish? He says, oh, you have little faith, right? And he gets up and that voice yeah. wasn't a peace, be still, peace, yeah. be still. Amen. Amen. What a mighty voice, a voice that can cut through the raging storm. Amen. I don't know what you have in your life going on. You can have a storm of storms and you have no clue, but there is a voice that can penetrate through to your life. Amen. And say, peace, be still. Amen. On that exact same trip, that same voice cast the demons out of legion. Amen. Amen. We spoke on Legion just a couple times ago and the amount of demons that were binding him, but just a voice from the King of Kings could say, leave him. Amen. And Legion was saved forever. Amen. Moses, a voice that came out of the burning bush on those sacred sands. 
Changed Moses' life forever. Moses, a military genius. Moses, who was trying to do all of it by himself there. Killed an Egyptian. It didn't work for him. A man heads out to the, out to the uh, desert for 40 years. But at one moment, when a voice spoke to him, at a moment, that voice could say and change Moses' life. Amen? Give him a boldness to go down. And as Brother Brown says, a one-man invasion down into Egypt, Sam, taking over. Amen? That's what a voice can do. It can give you a boldness. Like Peter, like Moses, when he actually says something, he grips your heart, and it's real. Ain't nothing stopping you. So one man or one lady, sister invasion into your world. Say, Satan, I'm on my way. Amen? You might do the impossible when that voice speaks. Peter did. Peter's in the boat. Jesus is walking on the water. And he says, it's I, be not afraid, and calls Peter to come. And Peter comes. Amen? He does the impossible. He walks in water. It's incredible. Not all the way, but he still walked on water. Amen? Because a voice called him that had the power to do the impossible. Paul, Brother Branham says, but at, on his road at about high noon, is that pretty specific? High noon, Brother Branham says, something floored him. Amen. That's focus sound. It was so focused, no one else heard it. Paul heard it. Right? Focus sound. Something floored him. And he wallowed in the dust like a madman. He said, and he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? What was it he said? Not some theologian speaking, but it was a voice from heaven. Amen. That's the voice, amen, that we're wanting and yearning to hear speak straight to our own hearts. Amen. Just a couple of examples. There was a time when a couple of little sisters were distraught because their brother had died. And their world had been completely turned around because now someone had died in the family and it was someone that Jesus had loved. We know the stories of Lazarus. Lazarus, sorry. And here he takes his time as some would read the story and Jesus came. The, you know, he's been in the grave now already four days. But this is one, one time where scripture does say he said with a loud voice. Amen. That's what the scripture says. But think of the power behind the voice that could reach beyond mortal man. Amen. Four days dead and stinketh is what the scripture says. Right? And he called out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Amen. And only for myself, I said, Lord, that's not there just for a story, just for us to read. That voice is the same one that's here now that can penetrate into your spiritually dead home or spiritually dead son or spiritually dead daughter and reach forth and cry out his name. Amen. And say, come forth. Amen. He still had the clothes on. You know, I always wondered how Lazarus actually walked because he was bound. He just came out of the, out of the tomb. I don't know how it happened. It happened. Amen. Lazarus, come forth. Mighty words that were spoken that can reach into the supernatural realm. So don't think distance, dimension has nothing on God. Nothing. Amen. That's why this morning, the words you spoke this morning, and that's the part that I, I'll just go over. But the confession. Amen. Don't underestimate the confession because those words start to penetrate another realm. Amen. God starts to act on it because you spoke it. He starts to act. Amen. And just as Lazarus from a dead man, four days, I don't care how long your son or daughter, I don't care how long your situation is dead. It stinks. It's dead. Dead is dead. Decayed dead. But he arose. Amen. He arose from the dead. And that is where, that's where we put our faith. That's where we put everything that we're taught is on that. And our situation can turn right around. Amen. In a supernatural way. Amen. Christ's final three words when he died. It is finished. That wasn't in a strong screaming voice. I can't imagine just hanging on a cross and feeling the agony and the pain of the situation. But he said, cried. However he said, he said, it is finished. Amen. Brother Bram says, no wonder the mountains jumped and shouted on that day. No wonder the sun hit its face and screamed for joy. No wonder all nature broke loose and the wind shook the trees until it shook and shook and joyed and jumped. 
said they'd seen that prophet shepherd on the mountain redeem every name on the book of life. Amen. Three words spoken. Amen. By Jesus Christ, he said, it is finished. It's over. Redemption plan is paid. It's complete. Amen. Just his voice spoke it. I mean, it wasn't someone else's voice. So the king, the Christ, our Lord spoke it is finished. Amen. They seen that their own nature was redeemed. They screamed and they jumped and the world went into earthquake and the mountains rent and the rocks fell out and the sun went down and everything taking place like any meeting when the shepherd reveals to you that it is finished. Amen. Your world will shake. It'll just completely fall apart for joy. But around says joy and jumped because he revealed to you your situation. It's finished. Amen. Isn't that glorious? Amen. Let's jump a few thousand years to our day. Because there's a scripture that we hold dear. Because it says, in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished as he hath declared to his servants, the prophets. Amen. In the days of the voice. You know, I don't think it's coincident, or the Lord has a little bit of a sense of humor, that the very first line of the recording of that voice is, we're getting some new gadgets for recording. I find that just, it just, Lord, that's that's good. (laughs) We've got some new gadgets for recording, so that voice can be documented so that we can hear the voice in this last age. Amen? It's no coincidence, because faith cometh by hearing and if we didn't have a way to hear the voice in this last age how would we be able to have rapturing faith if it wasn't for our ability to hear okay now i'll jump a little bit here because faith and i'll have to find it faith little brandon says now faith cometh by hearing but hearing is not faith but abraham says hearing is not faith a loaf of bread is purchased for 25 cents, but 25 cents is not the loaf. Okay? So he says, hearing only brings the word that produces the faith. Amen? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, he says. Then you see, you hear the word, God reveals it to you. That is the truth. And by spirit revealed truth confirms your faith to God. Amen? But if we didn't have the ability to hear, that prophet speaking, that scripture being fulfilled right now, and hear the voice, where would our faith? How would we be able to gain that faith to be raptured in this last day? That's specific to this day. Very specific to this day. Don't skim over that. That's right there just for us. Amen? No other era could do that. No other era could do that. Scripture says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him if they have not believed? How can they call upon the name of the Lord if they don't believe? How shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? So if they haven't heard it, how can they believe? How can they call? Right? Okay. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Amen. I said, no, Lord, just for me. I'll stand here and preach my little bit. So that the people of God can hear the word, amen, so that they can call upon him and believe, amen. We're all in this together. And how should they preach except they be sent? Amen. We'll skip it. He says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? I say, Aye. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. How can they, how will they believe? They have not heard. That's why it's preached. That's why it's, that's why you need to get into the word. That's why you need to get into the message. If you, you won't believe, if you don't hear it, you can't believe. Yeah, it comes by hearing. The faith comes by spiritual revelation from God. Everyone in, in each age, Revelation 3 went through the church ages. It says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit saith to the churches. We want our ear to be real in tune with what the Spirit is desiring to say to the churches. Amen? And here we are at the last stage. We know we can have selective hearing. We've all been in a, it's, it's an ability of your, of your sense of hear, of hear, sense of hear, <clears throat> sense of hearing. 
to be able to be in a crowd and selectively choose kind of where you're wanting to listen to. So if you're all listening, if you're all here and you have different people talking, you can, you can kind of adjust where you're focusing your, your, your uh, auditory canal, right? And we want our ear, we want our spiritual ears to be very specific on what God is saying to us at this moment in time. Amen. But Abraham says it's absolutely impossible for all men to hear what the spirit says to the different ages. Okay, it's absolutely impossible for all men. So there's a very specific people that are going to have the ability to hear. Amen. Let's just go through that just a little bit. But Abraham goes through it in different in scriptures. Matthew 13, 13, he says, Therefore I speak to them, Jesus is saying, I speak to them in parables, because they seeing, see not, and hearing, they hear not, and neither do they understand. He says, but, and a couple of scriptures down, he says, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Further, he says in John eight forty three, he says, Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? Imagine, why do you not understand me? And you, you cannot hear my word. Well, we're hearing you. I mean, they're hearing him speak physically. They're hearing him. Jesus is not speaking of the physical hearing, but of the spiritual deafness that they had. And he continues to say, you're of your father, the devil. And he continues to say, and because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And I say, if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not because ye are not of God. So there's a very specific, there's people that are not even able to hear what God is saying. Amen. They don't even have the ability to hear. First Corinthians two, uh, 14 says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolish unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. There's a very, there's a specific person, a specific group of people that are going to have the ability to hear what God is saying at that time. Amen. I, I said, Lord, thank you to giving me the ability to hear. Thank you that I'm spiritually one of these that was able in this day to actually hear. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. And the awakening of my, uh, my spiritual hearing is coming. I hear it. I hear it. And the revelation starts pouring in and you're saying, thank you, Lord. I hear the message of this day for me. That's glorious. Amen. Brother Branham says when someone is being touched and their, the Lord is speaking to them, he said there was a time when he said the mothers would tears would run down their eyes, their cheeks as if someone would come up and give their heart to the Lord. And he says, now he says, you know, they're popping God and chewing gum and such. I said, Lord, you know, may it just, may that be special to us. That when someone starts awakening, when their spiritual eyes and ears start opening and they start hearing where, what God is speaking to them right then in their day and they start to awaken, that is a precious, precious thing. Amen. Now we've talked about hearing, but hearing spiritually is done in the heart but abraham says no man is never the same you might hear in your ears you might hear the voice speaking and we hear faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of god but that hearing penetrates through these ears and it reaches down but abraham says you don't see with your eye you don't you look with your eye you see with your heart you see he goes i just don't see it you mean you don't understand it you do not hear with your ears you hear with your heart and you hear with your heart. Many times your ears, he says, hears the true voice of God. And it falls off you like water off a duck's back. But when you really hear, you hear with your heart. You hear with your heart. Amen. And that's important. When you are hearing that, that you respond to that voice. That is so critical. Even if it's just a whisper. Even if it's just a whisper. That should never be underestimated. The fact that you're hearing that in your heart, God tugging on your soul, think of that. Because it's a moment that might not happen again. Right? God doesn't, God has just has to say it one time. He's not obligated to continually call and call and call and call. Amen? So it's so important that we respond to that voice. Amen? 
But exhort one another, Hebrews 3.13 says, another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if we will hear his voice, voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, which is Israel when they disbelieved the Lord and didn't enter the land. But harden not your heart, because that's where your hearing is actually happening. Harden it not, so that when you hear him calling you, amen, today is your day of visitation. Respond, amen? Don't spurn it. It's a joy. It's a joy. It shouldn't be something that you just, uh, you know, I don't want to see any, somebody to see me. I don't want to. In a service like this morning, you can raise your hands and the tears can fall from your eyes. That's, fa- that's just an incredible time in the Lord's presence. Enjoy that. Allow the Lord to start tugging and he's trying to get through that hardened heart. If you're not, and you're sitting in your chair and you're, well, I don't want to. No, that's God speaking. And he's trying to get through the hardened heart in that atmosphere. Break down that. Then you can lift up your hand and say, Lord, I love you. Thank you. Because that's the presence you want to be in. There's something there. If you If you're feeling that way, there's something there. There's something there if you're feeling that way. Respond to that. Amen. And the elect will hear and we'll respond. Amen. Amen. You can scream out any time. And you can I hear him. I hear him. That's what would be amazing. I hear him. He's speaking to me. Amen. Don't be bashful. That's what we're here for. Amen. Just preach the word. I, Brother Brown says, thank God in the last days there'll be a group rise up, the true bride, in the last day. And she'll listen to the spirit in the day of gross darkness. The light will return by the pure word, and we will return the power of Pentecost to welcome back the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Who's part of that? Who can identify with that? That's my, I believe it as well. Amen. Have you not heard? I know I was just the title as I was just pondering it a little while back. I said, Lord, we've heard, just the line that we just kept coming just into my, my thoughts. I just said, Lord, we've heard your word. We've heard your word. You know, I said, Lord, we just don't have any excuses. We just don't have any excuses. We've heard so much word. We've heard so much in so many different ways and so many different deliveries. And it's, it's all, it's just all I said, Lord, you know what more? There's not much more essentially that he's doing it. He's doing it all. And it says, Lord, we'll just continue, continue, Lord, help us to continue to respond, to hear your word and not to allow these voices to just close up our channels of, of hearing. Amen. A message has been given. Screamed forth as an eagle. But Abraham talks about the eagle that screamed and that little eagle in the barnyard. Amen. He says, because he's going to find you. He's going to find you if you're there. And it really, if you're one of his and you're part of the elect that's to hear it, you know, at some point, I was talking, I can't know who I was talking to at some point, there will be a time, I don't know where the last one is, but there will be a time when all the last ones in this area are already in. There will be that time. There'll be that time when the, all of the last ones are in except for one area. It could be anywhere in the world. And we're here preaching and preaching and preaching. And you're responding and responding. And actually, there's no more last ones here. That time has to come. So while the voice of God speaks, I would not delay if there's a tug on the heart. If the eagle, Papa Eagle's soaring over the barnyard and you start to hear an eagle scream, I would respond and say, I hear you, Lord. I hear you. What do I got to do? Start to jump. Start to flap your wings. Start to believe my word. That's what he's doing. That's now because I would not want to be at a time when suddenly there's no more last ones here. It's over in Europe somewhere. You know, we don't want to, we don't think about that, but that is going to happen. That's why it's preached. That's why it's sternly preached to try and get a heart that's maybe hardened not to hear because the voices have confused you. You're disoriented. The noise of school, the noise. I just went to a public school for an event on a, on a few weeks ago and I came out of there with, with, uh, with my son and we said, wow, that was dark. That was heavy. We were just setting up for an event. And there was another event there. So it wasn't like all the kids were there. But it was oppressive. Cross-dressed kids. 
Everything. And that's before you. God bless you kids that go to public school. You stand strong. Don't let that harden you because it will. It will very quickly unless you are focused on what you are here for. I am a son of God. I will not let this distract where I'm going. You hold that strong or it will harden you that fast. Amen. Respond to his voice if he's beckoning at this time because he's got a predestinated foreordained church. That takes all the worry out of it. Because it's by His grace that you're saved. Amen? Through, right? Amen? So, don't all get concerned, but if He's speaking, respond. You'll come through a knot, come through a knot hole backwards, they say, if that's the case, because you will come. Just don't make it any harder than it needs to be. Amen? I love what Brother Tim Ashong said. He said, somebody will believe. I love that. I'm like, I believe somebody will. I do. Amen. There'll be somebody. I don't care who falls away and does this or gets confused and a voice of a bunch of doubt starts feeding their mind and he pulls them away. Cast that person out. Tell them straight up. I don't need that. I don't need that voice of doubt clouding my mind. Amen. That should not be. Somebody will believe. Say, I believe. You can choose not to believe. I believe. Amen. This evening might be your time that you make up your mind whether you're going to listen to what television says, YouTube says, social media feed says, put put something there, or what God says. But Abraham says, let me tell you as a people, don't you listen to what anything says, but what God says. Wait on that still, small voice, and he will change you. You know, and I don't have the quote, but Abraham talks about, you know, why don't, why don't I hear? Actually, I think I have it right here. You say, I like to believe, Brother Branham. I wish I could believe. I wish I could do certain things, but, but you can't. Why? He says, you don't get quiet long enough. You don't get to a place where all the doubts are all gone. In another place, he talks about just get, being able to get alone and get, able to set aside. Talks about, he says, if you're driving, go, go into the bush somewhere. A mom, when the kids go to school and go spend some time at home just to get to that quiet place to where God can speak. Away from all the hustle and the voices and all that of what we're in. But just to allow God, he says, you don't get quiet long enough and you don't get to a place where the doubts are all gone. He goes, when you enter into a place where the doubts have passed away, he says, then you'll be free and you can hear the voice of God speaking. Child of mine, I'm your savior. Child of mine, I'm your healer. Amen. You don't have to do these things. I died that you might be free. But as long as you're down here in this vibration, mixed up all kinds of voices, just whirl away from all of them. Amen. That's why we can have these times, even in service. And you can get, get away from all that. And this is why service is so important because it allow, you might not be doing it at home, but God's trying to reach you so that he can penetrate that hardened heart and say, child of mine, I'm your savior. Amen. Amen. This morning when we hear his word and we take him at his word, we heard this morning that you need to call out. Amen. And that was... That was so well spoke this morning. I won't say much anything more that needs to be said. But when we heard his word, you know, Brother Branham said, God hears the cry of the children of Abraham. He says, and if you are in Christ tonight, you are Abraham's seed. And he said, in, and this, I've never seen this before, but scripture says, and God heard the voice of the lad, speaking of Hagar and Ishmael. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad. But Abraham says, God didn't hear the voice of Hagar. He heard the voice of the lad. Because God hears the cry of the children of Abraham. Amen. As the children of Abraham, spiritual seed, he hears your cry. He doesn't hear anyone else's cry. But if you're his, he hears your cry. I thought that was just so wonderful. He didn't hear the cry of Hagar. He heard the cry of the lad, which was the seed of Abraham. And Lord, how specific he is. Focused word just for us at this time. Amen. Amen. But he couldn't 
do anything until you confess it. You heard the cry of the lad. Amen. But until you confess what you're needing, Lord, he, Lord, he needed water. He was going to die. Amen. Because Hebrews 3, 1 says he's the high priest of our profession. But around him says confession as well. Amen. He's sitting at the right hand of the father, making intercessions. He says, it isn't how sincere you can be. Now listen to this. It's, it's not how sincere. It's not how much you repent. It's not how loud you cry to God. It isn't how much you cry. It's how much faith that you have when you come to him. Amen. He doesn't save you on the merits of your prayer. He doesn't save you upon the merits of your righteousness. He saves you on the merits of your faith. Amen. It's faith. By faith are you saved and that through grace. He says, now you come to the altar realizing that you're a sinner and you're sorry for your sins and you repent of what you've done and you stay there and cry for a week in and out and it would never save you until you believe in your heart that you're saved. Until you actually believe in your heart. You could cry, he says, for a week until you believe actually deep down I'm saved. And when that anchors, it's over. Amen. He says, and then you confess it. I'm saved. Amen. You walk saved. You talk saved because I'm saved because something in your heart quickened that in you and said, I'm saved. It's not how much you cried. It's not how much you repented. Not how much, how sincere you are. You can be the sincerest person at the altar crying for a week. But until you actually say, I'm saved. Then it's over. Amen. Amen. Because he hears. Speak the name of Jesus. Just speaking his name changes so much. Amen. Something changes when we call on him because he's a hearing God. He heard Hagar's son, Ishmael, crying for water. Amen. You spoke it this morning. Believe it. Now walk in that. Confessing it and believing it. Now God will act on that. Amen. Amen. We're going to close here. Musicians can come. You know, but I believe Brother Daniel said said this. He said, there's only one way you can lose. Sorry, not, oh, not this part. Uh, there's only one way you can lose. He says, that's to sit still and don't act on it. Just to sit still there. You can hear it. The voice of God can be penetrating through. You're hearing a tug. The hardened heart is broken down. And now you're needing to act on it. Because that's the only way Brother Bram says you can lose if you don't act on it. He says, how many says that's true? Amen. Is there one thing God can't do? He says, yes, there's one thing God cannot do. He can't fail. Brother Daniel said that. I think I watched tonight. I loved it. God can do something. It's fail. Amen. So when you act on it, you confess it, you believe it. He cannot fail in fulfilling his promise. Amen. To his bride. That's glorious. Amen. There's one thing that we're all. And I just looked at, I was just pondering it. And, uh, they say the sweetest thing for anyone to hear is your name. Right? We've all heard that. The sweetest thing to say is your name. And Revelation 3 5 says, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my Father and his holy angels. Just think about this now, just as we're closed and the musicians are able to come. I will confess his name before my father. That will be the sweetest moment that we'll have ever had prior to that point when we get to there. And I can only imagine all of you all around and the sainted millions that will be there and the splendors of glory in that throne room. I don't know where it'll be. But it will be absolutely stunning. Nothing, our mind can't even comprehend what God has planned for all of us. And at that moment, someone's name is going to be called. And I can't even begin to imagine what that's going to be like. But when we hear, many names will probably have been called. And then you're going to hear Larry Laycock. Please enter into the joys of the Lord. Remember Larry? Well done. 
Brother Roy, Sister Barb, Sister Julie, when you hear your name spoken by him, when you hear after all of this and hearing and going through the trials and the struggles he went through, that'll be the sweetest moment when we cross that time. And it's your moment to have your name confessed by him. Amen. Is that not beautiful? We live for that. Amen. No earthly voice will ever sound your name as sweetly as the voice of God. But Abraham says, if your name is in the book of life and remains there to be revealed before the holy angels, what a day that will be when we hear Jesus say, Father, they confessed my name before men in the days of their earthly pilgrimage. Now I confess their names. And it'll be one by one. It'll be a joyous moment. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Let's stand. Amen. So thankful that I've heard a voice. Amen. In this last day, I'm so thankful there's a ability to keep that voice recorded so I can hear it. Amen. Remember the little ones. Remember them that first time and the preciousness of the moment of hearing because that it's, it's just so small to when God starts speaking to you, hearing his voice. Not even just for the first time. Hearing this voice, period, is a precious thing. Amen. It's a cherishable thing. Thank you, Lord, that he can speak to us. Amen. I wanted to sing really bad, but I know it probably wouldn't happen. It's magnify the Lord with me because I had to. I just wanted to sing that this morning. So maybe we'll just sing the voice if you wanted to go get ready. We have a baptismal tonight. Amen. We have a little one that heard the voice. Amen. We can, we can rejoice because we know the angels are, but we can rejoice as much as the tears are falling on a few of you as we saw those ones hearing. That's how we should be tonight, amen? That is such, in this day and age, in the wickedness and the voices and the confusion that Satan has, a little one, 10, 11 years old, 12 years old, can actually still hear the voice of God. It's beautiful. I, we lo- I, I'm just so thankful that the Lord does that. Amen. Can we sing that? Just magnify the Lord with me. We'll sing the chorus. Amen.